What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody, man? Five Six Ace Podcast. Here we are, high school sports here in Palm Beach County and around South Florida. Listen, we're back in the studio, baby. Episode five. Let's get it popping, man. I got a couple things before I even get into to my nitty gritty on what I want to talk about today. First of all, I have to give a huge shout out to a local legend. You guys seen it. Coco Golf, Delray Beach native. I know we talk about football, but listen, it's sports too, baby. Coco Golf did it. She did the U.S. Open, man. She's the youngest, you know, who, who, who's ever done it. One of them. All right. Listen, Coco Golf, shout out to you. Shout out to the family. Man, big love. Everybody in Delray, happy for you, man. We had an awesome watch party for that event over at Bar 25. It was lovely. It was lovely. Listen, now let's get down into it, man. First thing I want to talk about, one thing I noticed, um, I've been seeing this in youth football and also in high school football is running up the score, running up the score on the other team. Now, you know, and sometimes I'm straddling an offense on, on this whole thing, but it was something that took place this week. And, and, and I'll get into who actually did it. And you guys probably already know. Um, but this is one thing that gets me. We go in, we, we prep as coaches, we prep our players to go into a team, go into a game to dominate. All right. But at some point, the domination turns into, I, I don't know what else to call it. I see scores that are at halftime, 45 to zero. And I see coaches kicking onside kicks to try to get the ball back. Um, Throwing Hail Marys. It's 50 points. You got a 50-point lead just throwing bombs. So sometimes some coaches may say, hey, listen, I'm putting my backups in. I'm putting my, my other guys in the game so that they can get some, some quality reps so that they can get touchdowns or whatever it may be, um, at some point, there has to be some type of decency and some type of sportsmanship that you have as a coach. I really don't care if you don't like the other coach. I really don't care if the other team was talking trash on social media during that week and this team deserves an ass-whooping. Anybody you play deserves to get beat, all right? That's, that's your goal, to go out and win the actual game. Nobody lines up and play a game to lose. However, coaches get out of hand with certain things and they disrespect the sport of football. I truly believe there are football gods out there in the world. I truly believe there are football gods and karma will come back to get you. Karma is a B. Karma is a B. Listen, I, I know there were times where I've been on both ends of the stick where I can say, look, our team, we went out and, and put up a lot of points and I didn't like that coach on the other side of uh, my players didn't like those other players on the other side. So we tried to put a dagger in them even more. But how much of a dagger do you have to put into somebody? I, if I beat you 40 to zero compared to 70 to six, it doesn't matter. I beat you. I won. So what's the point of keep running up the score? All right. So I know Pop want to have some rules to where you, if you get a certain um, certain threshold with points, you have to pull your kids out, your starters. You can't work, run certain many plays. You got to take knees to keep the clock running. There was a game. IMG played a team out of uh, Toronto. The final score of the game was 96 to zero. This is not a basketball score, folk. All right. This is a football score. Football score 96 to zero. All right. So. It was 80 to zero at halftime. Of course, like really, 
there's a running clock in football after I think is 34 points or whatever it may be. How do you get to 96 points? Coach, I'm sorry, coach. There's no respect. There's no respect to you. All right. 96 points. I would not do that to kids. Like I said, I made mistakes in my past as a young coach wanting to do things that nobody's done. Oh, I want to get 100 points. So I want to do this. I want to make a statement. No, I've grown up. I've grown up in the, in the sports world, in the sportsmanship. That doesn't teach you anything. It doesn't teach you anything at all. It doesn't teach the kids anything at all. 90 to, 96 to zero. 96, that's classless. That's classless. Yes, I said it. It's classless. Some may say, oh, you beat other teams this much. I've never put 96 points on a team. Never. I've been on the receiving end against some teams where teams would be up on me by 30 points and still kick it onside kicks. And I had to swallow, I had to swallow that pill. I had to swallow that pill. You know, big time. All right. But putting 96 points on a team, coach, come on. You got to do better than that. You got to do, I mean, really not better than that in points, but you have to do better than that in your characteristics as a coach and your sportsmanship, just understanding that you don't want to do those to these other kids or to that other program. 96 points, no, coach. That shouldn't happen. Now, a lot of people ask, well, what is that point spread? What is that point spread to where you should stop doing what you're doing to not even score? There are certain things that you can, there's a lot of things that, if I got to take a knee for the whole fourth quarter when I get on offense, I'm not going to score. If I get the ball down to the one-yard line, guess what? I'll tell my quarterback to back paddle. I'm not trying to put 96 points on the team. That's not happening whatsoever. I'm moving on from the topic. I'm getting mad just even talking about it. So I'm going to leave it long. All right. So the next thing that I'm going to talk about, um, Dwyer High School, William T. Dwyer, head coach Al Shipman. Man, I seen a post on Twitter, and I watched your, your varsity football team walk out of the locker room, and next to each one of your players, and next to each one of your high school players, there was, there was a six-year-old youth football player holding hands with your high school players. Listen, that got me choked up, and it just gave me a warm feeling inside. I know there are a lot of, lot of teams that invite the local youth teams to come to their school, you know, to look at their program, to look at the game. They let them come in free, get their families there. Yeah, it's a, it's a form of recruiting, again, people to like your program or exposing younger kids to the program. I remember when I was a, a youth football player, high school kids, I looked up to them like they were heroes. Like I remember getting sweaty wristbands or, or even gloves, like guys like Thaddeus Barron's at, at Olympic Heights, um, you know, John Hadley, uh, James Perry, big, big Henry Bryant, like picking up their mouthpieces. I would have those things and put them almost into a shrine. That's how I felt when I was a youth kid looking at high school guys. So watching um, William T. Dwyer take it to another level to where their high school kids walked out holding hand-to-hand. -hand. Each kid had one of those six- or seven-year-olds by their side holding their hand. I have to give my hats off to you, uh, Coach Al Shipman, for even putting that together. I don't know who ideal it was. It's your program, so you get the credit for it at the end of the day. Um, I shared it on, on my Twitter page. Um, I have to say, man, it was awesome, man. It was a warm feeling. And you were the first, that's my first time seeing that. I just have to let you know, man, hats off to you. That was a dope way to really connect with the community. And you have impacted those, those young men, those six and seven year olds lives and your high school kids lives, either way, shape or form. So 
Thank you, man. That that was dope, man. It it really it really touched me, um, big time. Now, I want to get to this point, and this is something that I'm gonna probably touch on, you know, for this episode today. I've had a couple parents reach out to me in regards to their kid right now being somewhere in the want right now in the middle of high school football season, and their kids are thinking like, "What is the right time for me to transfer to another high school?" That's the question that they're asking me. Should I transfer because I'm not getting the playing time that I deserve or that I think I need right here at the high school where I'm at? Um, where should I go? When is that right time to do so? So I have to say this. The transfer portal in high school is real, and it's so tough for high school coaches. Um, some coaches right now, they coach to the elite kids. They coach to their their starters and they don't even have backups. They don't even play their second string. I've been to a couple practices throughout the county and all of the ones, that means the starting players are the ones getting all of the reps, all right? The backups are not ready. They're not prepared. A lot of these kids have played youth ball to where they were the man. They were getting a lot of reps. Now they're in high school and they have somebody better than them in front of them. And guess what? All of these kids want to be recruited by colleges. They want to be recruited, but guess what happens? If they're not getting reps, quality reps in practice, and then they're not getting quality reps in the game, remember the transfer portal on the college level is real. So if kids think that they are P5 or they're going to a top school and they don't have the film, really by the, by the end of their sophomore year, going into their junior year, most likely it's not going to happen. Their dreams are not going to come true. And like I tell you, everybody's not a P5 kid. However, there's so many different levels of college football that you can play it. And a lot of these kids feel that, you know what? Some say, I just want to play college football. I don't care where I play. But one thing that they need is film. They need film in order to send these out to colleges so colleges can come look at them. So this is what I tell kids. Listen, if you're in your junior year and you're not getting the reps or you're not on the field, you're not playing at the position that you feel that you're going to play at the next level. If your parent has had those conversations, those true conversations with those coaches, if you feel that you want to transfer and go try your luck at another school, do that. You have to, you, listen, you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day. All right. There's, no, there's nothing saying that the grass is never green on the other side. But one thing I can say you got to understand where your skill sets lie. And it's almost like the same thing on the college level. Like if you're not a P5 kid, maybe you need to look at a, at a, at a smaller school, Division II school or a Division III school. The same thing happens in high school football, all right? If you're not, if you're not on the, playing on the field or you're the backup at a big-time program in the county, guess what? If you're not getting on the field right then, guess what? If you're the backup, you could go to a smaller school or another school in the area and be the man. If that's something that suits you, then guess what? I think you should do that. All right? Because to me, it's all about your psyche. It's all about what's going on with you mental. Mental health is something that's very serious. All right? So the thing is, a lot of these kids, man, after the games, their teams are winning. They're coming off the field. They're not getting, they're putting in all the work in practice. They're putting the work in, a, in the offseason. They're committed to the program all in all. However, they don't get that opportunity to showcase their skill set Friday night or Thursday night when the lights come on, all right? So they want to get that opportunity to get on the field and just go play. So guess what? 
it's okay. Have that conversation with your coach. I've had some kids that transferred from my school. Some were starters and some weren't starters. All right. And some, some, it bothered me that they left. I'm like, oh man, why would this kid leave? Like we, we're trying to, we're, you know, he's the man next year, but nobody's waiting for next year to be the man. They're not. The patience is not there. And you see the same thing happening on the college level as well to where in high school, we're so used to being the man at our high school. Now we go to college. Everybody was the man in college. Everybody on your roster, no matter what level of football you're at, whether it's in Division I, the FCS, in Division II, Division III, NAIA, majority of people there were somewhat of the man when they were in the high school. So now when you go to the next level, you're, you're like, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, it's three guys in this position. There's three other safeties in front of me. All these, Now you got to compete. It's not going to be given to you. So it's either it's, it's a catch-22 situation. Do you get used to competing right now on a high school level and trying to go ahead and weigh your options and say, look, I'm going to try to get on the field. I, I can beat this person out in front of me and go ahead and start. Or you go to a program to where, you know what, you're going to be on the field and you don't have that much competition to where you know you're going to get some type of film at all. I mean, you know you're going to get film. The film is guaranteed. Do you make that decision? All right. And that's something that you have to discuss uh, with your parents and yourself. All right, I'm not telling you exactly what you need to do, but I'm just letting you know weighing those options. Hey, it is possible that you can go somewhere else and, and you can get the looks that you want from the college, whatever your overall goal is. And guess what? You know what? I have some players that I've coached and they just told me, say, coach, I don't want to play college football. However, I just want to be, I want to be a great high school player. You know, I've had some kids say that. And, and me in my head, I was like, damn, son, you can really play college football. Like you should try to go to college and, and play college football. But that kid, that's not what he wanted. That's not what that kid wanted. I was trying to impose what I wanted him to do into his life. No, he just wanted to be a great high school player. He didn't want to go to play on in the next level. All right, now the kid is in the military doing great things. Um, so on, on that level, fellas, parents, if you're looking to transfer your kid to another high school because you don't like the situation that you're in, really, really sit down and think about uh, is the grass green on the other side? What does that opportunity look like? Um, you know, think about everything. Think about the pluses and minus. Think about the pros and the cons when it comes to you deciding that. I know after every football season, 90% of football players is going through their head. All right? We understand football is not loyal anymore. It's not whatsoever. Football is not loyal. And what I'm saying is that the people that's involved in, they're not loyal. The coaches are not loyal. The kids are not loyal then they're not loyal whatsoever. Everybody got their own little certain type of greed, whatever they're trying to get out of the sport. So coaches don't take it personal. Hey, it is what it is. Players, it's, it's going to happen. The, you know, the coach's job is they, they feel that they want to play the best 11 at that given time to put them on the field. If you're in the top 13, guess what? The best 11 going to play. And there's a possibility, guess what? When you play a, a team that's not that good and you probably can get in and get some reps. But then again, you may not. You know, at the end of the day. Now, the one thing I do want to say when it comes to recruitment, you know, a lot of parents reached out in regards to some kids that um, didn't go to uh, top-notch schools when they came out of high school. So it's just like, okay, this kid did such and such in high school. He should have went to a a, a very elite, a very top-notch uh, school to play football, but he only went to a Division two school. Listen. A lot of people on the outside don't know what the hell they're talking about. 
All right. So, yeah, kids can be a, a good high school player, but that doesn't mean that they can go ahead and go to the next level and go to a big time program to play football. There's a lot of intricate components that go along with that. All right. So if you show me a kid. And we can talk about kids from Palm Beach, but I don't want to call kids names. But if you show me a kid that, you know, that said, you know what, this kid should have played Division one football at in the SEC, ACC or whatever it may be in a P5 conference. However, this kid ended up going to Division two or Division three school. Probably 90 percent of those kids that end up going to a, a smaller school. That's the best fit for them. And a lot of them are not even going there and dominating. A lot of them are not going to that smaller school and dominating. So a lot of parents that feel that their kid should have been a D1 athlete or they were wondering why they didn't get the offers that they should have from those bigger schools. Look at where they are now. So your kid, if your kid is at Division II or Division III NAIA, and if your kid is redshirting there, or if your kid is not getting on the field there, that answers your question. That lets you know that hey, <laughs> the thoughts that you had were wrong. They were wrong. Your kid is not a P5 kid. They're not starting at a Division II school. They're not starting at an NAIA school. It's not happening. Majority of them not. Now, if they are, you know, there's a possibility they can go there and start when they first get there. But are they dominating on that level? Are they dominating on that level? And everybody don't get it right. So, and this goes back to that recruiting side. You know, everybody put everything on those coaches in regards to why they kid didn't go to a bigger school or whatever it may be. But it's not always the coaches. The parents got something to do with it. The kid has something to do with it. And guess what? The coach do got a, some, a little small part in it. But majority of the kid execution in the classroom and on the field is something, too, that nobody can control, which is the height, weight, size, whatever it may be, the size of that kid. You know, that has a lot to do with it. And then what, what did the parents do to help with that recruiting process? How much did you invest into your child in the offseason to expose your child to these colleges? Did you get out to the right camps? Did you go to the right camps? You know, did you get your child out there to expose them? You got to be able to learn how to market your child. We spoke about that in a couple other episodes, so I'm not going to even get into that um, too much. But, you know, the, the other thing I was looking at, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, going back to the, the scoring of uh, um, the high scoring in football, I started to compare it to boxing or UFC fighting, right? So when you look at it, if I'm in a boxing match or a UFC fighting match and I knock out my opponent, the fight is over. The ref comes in and he stops it. The fight is over, right? But think about it. Think about if I knock out my opponent, my opponent's out cold and I jump on top of him and I'm still punching him and I'm still kicking. Guess what happens in that sport in boxing at UFC? You lose your son of, you can't fight no more. You went overboard. You went overboard. So guess what? IMG 96 to zero against the team from Toronto. IMG, you went over. 96 to zero. No respect. All right. But it is what it is. All right. So this, this, is, uh, this is the other thing that I wanted to mention to a lot of seniors right now. And a lot of people don't know about this, especially in Florida. People in the Northeast know about it. People on the West Coast, they know about it. Seniors. When, after, you, after you went through your four years of playing, actually, let's say going into your senior year, if you feel that you haven't been recruited um, as well as you wanted to, you don't have the schools to look at you, you have another opportunity to get a fifth year of high school. Mm. How does that happen? 
listen, there's boarding schools, there's prep schools that you can go to. You can read class and actually go up to these schools. This is a lot of schools up in the Northeast. Uh, but a lot of times they taking kids, you have to have a 3.0. All right. We've, I've had some opportunities for some kids that's in this area uh, to go away to prep schools, um, to go away to boarding schools, to be, be able to reclassify and get another year of high school. All right. Now I'm going to even say a prep school. I'm just saying get another year of actually playing high school football. All right. So yeah, some of the schools you might have to pay a little bit. Some of them, they even actually give you financial aid. They even give you money. All right. So there are a couple kids and I feel that these kids do have the skill set to play top notch football at a higher level. However, they just started football a little late or, you know, they developmental developmental process just probably took a little slower. But with another year, they'll be able to get the film and get those quality reps that they need to be able to show some colleges. So that option is there and it doesn't interfere with with your college eligibility whatsoever. All right. So you do have some programs in the Northeast that will actually take you. All right. A lot of times you got to apply for them as early as like during your senior year. So I told some of these kids, listen, if your recruitment throughout your senior year is not going well before November hits, holler at me. There are some schools we can try to get you into by January that you can go up in January in the spring. You can enroll into that school and then you'll have a whole nother year of high school and you can take college courses while you're there at these high schools. All right. And majority of these schools, they have they have a history of sending kids to top notch programs throughout the country. Now, remember, the big thing to it is that you got to have at least a minimum. You got to have a minimum of a 3.0 GPA for this to happen. All right. So if you have a kid that's in that situation and you have a kid that's not even getting that look that they need, man, inbox me, send me a message or whatever. And I can get you some more some more details in regards to how to do that. Even if you send me some film, you're also going to need film. So it just can't be any kid like you can't be sending bits because a lot of these coaches that's at these schools, they're recruiting kids from across the country. All right. To come in and get that fifth year uh, of high school, you know, but they want to see the academics and they want to see that you can actually play ball and is, is well worth their investment into investing it in, investing into you. And you have to be willing to go away, you know, for that year of high school. Your parents have to be willing to do that as well. You're going to a boarding school. All right. And majority of them are in the Northeast. You know, you have some in the Midwest, but majority are in the Northeast. So if you're looking for that opportunity, just shoot me an inbox. I mean, shoot me a message in the inbox and I can I can send you something. But at the same time, um, get the film ready. Shoot me some clips of the film and I'll tell you if I think is, this person has a shot or or if they don't um, have a shot. So so that's really big. So I think I'm, I want to wrap this this segment up and I'm going to go back and just reiterate a couple things that transfer from a high school to another high school, make sure you talk to your parents. You outweigh, I mean, you weigh your options. You look into it and say, okay, these are the pluses and minuses. This is what makes sense for my child or this is what makes, makes sense for me as a player. Do I stick this out at this school where I'm at right now? Do I try to play this out even though I know I'm not getting the playing time that I want? You know, I have an allegiance to my players. I've made some friends here and there. At the end of the day, if your goal is to play college football, but you're not on the field to be able to showcase your skill set, you might have to make that move. You might have to make that move. So weigh it out with your parents, look into it, have a discussion with your coaches, and don't be afraid to go talk to your coach and just make that decision and say, hey, coach, you know what? I, I think I'm going to make a move. You don't have to tell them where you're going because some coaches may have a vendetta against you. Some coaches are selfish. 
Some coaches are selfish. Some coaches know that you're not going to play there, but they're going to feel your head up. They're going to tell you, oh, man, you're going to be the man next year. You're going to be our guy. Trust me, you're going to be our guy, especially if you're going into your senior year. It's going to say you're going to be our guy. But you know that coach is already recruiting some other players to come in, and he's telling them the same thing, that he, they're going to be the guy. All right? So just think about that on both sides. Don't believe everything, everything the coach say, because they got a selling point too. You know, so some coaches are selfish. So you have to do really what's best for you. Um, if I've had multiple kids come up to me and, and tell me, hey, coach, I think, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and transfer. I think I'm going to have a better opportunity of playing at, at this other school. And you know, at the end of the day, for a, a kid to come to an adult to make that decision, and I'll, I have nothing but respect for that child, you know, all in all. And a lot of those kids go off to those other schools and they go off to do well. And we do nothing but show them love and be able to say, look, we're still here to support you. You know, you was once part of this family, you're still part of it. You just won't be playing here with them, but you're still part of this family, man. There's nothing but love at the end of the day. So we have nothing but love for those kids, man. Um, no further ado, those are all the topics for the day. Man, Coach Jamel Stewart, 5-6-8, signing off. I love you. Peace out, baby. Booyah.